Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Comes at Molyneux, catch is taken by Perry. The Australian women's cricket team win their fifth T20 World Cup title in front of a magical crowd at the MCG. And welcome back to The Scoop. We are the cricket podcast dedicated to the women's game. LJ, on this week's show, we are moving into WBBL mode, which is very exciting. So we've got Kristen Beams. She's back on deck to help us run through where each club is at. So it's Beamsy at her best. You know, she's rating each club's off-season and talking through where they're at for this season ahead. But before we get to that, LJ, the Australian-India multi-format series is done and dusted. What an incredible series. And I think for me, it really exceeded my expectations. Yourself? Yeah, absolutely. I think there was a bit of a fear with that huge win for Australia in the opening match that it could be one-sided, but it absolutely wasn't. I think it's just another huge chapter in what's becoming one of the most exciting rivalries in world cricket. It had a bit of everything, didn't it? Yeah, it was so good. You know, Australia fielding six debutants, which was no mean feat. I mean, for those young guns to come out on the big stage and, you know, it wasn't always pretty, but like they came out, they got the job done and India were outstanding as well. I don't think the scoreline of 11-5 quite reflected how hard fought the the series was. But yeah, I think it really sets the precedence for what this rivalry is going to hold in the future. Absolutely. And some real highlights for both teams. I think for me, seeing Talia McGrath stand up and seize her opportunity was probably the most exciting thing of the whole tour. Named player of the series. And it's amazing to think if it hadn't been for a few players being absent, she probably wouldn't have cracked that 11 at all. And now she's made it pretty impossible to get her out of that team. Absolutely. That was was huge. Yeah, you can't drop her now. Absolutely not. And, yeah, the youngins, they were really impressive too, weren't they? So good. I mean, like it would have been – I feel like we didn't really speak about it enough how hard it would have been for them, the likes of Stella Campbell. They've never never been on an international tour before and then there they are receiving their baggy greens and, you know, playing in the the playing 11. So they did an awesome job and it looked like they really fit into the group really well and brought something different to the group. I I think we've seen some of the TikToks going around on social media this morning, so that was – that was fun. And we've spoken about Jalan Goswami, how much she brought to the series, uh, particularly in that test match and those ODIs. And how about Shikapandi? That The internet just absolutely exploded with that delivery that knocked over Elisa Healy. Yeah, I think it's a, a strong contender for ball of the summer, maybe ball of the century. It yeah. was just ridiculous, unplayable for Midge. I can't imagine copying a delivery <laughs> like that second ball of my innings. Um, so it was just incredible and great to see it just go around the world. Yeah, it really did. It got everyone talking. And I think that there were so many things throughout the series that got everyone talking. So it makes us very excited for the Ashes. I think looking ahead, it's going to be, it's definitely going to be a tough job for those selectors with, um, 
I mean, if the Aussies are expecting to welcome back Megan Shute and Jess Jonathan, there's going to be some tough decisions to be made. Yeah, there really is. And when you think Rachel Haynes comes back too after missing the back end of that series, all three of those you think would walk into an Australian mm. eleven, but who makes way? It's going to mean some really tough calls and some really um, important for players to really step up in the domestic comps over the next few months as well. Which leads us very nicely into the WBBL. So one of our favourite times of the year, WBBL, of course, starts on Thursday. So we're starting off on Thursday night with a huge matchup between the Sixers and the Stars. So I think for me, the best part of the WBBL is to get to see these Aussie guns. So, you know, you've got Elise Perry, Elisa Healy matching up against Meg Lanning, which just makes for box office entertainment. So I, for one, am absolutely pumped for the WBBL to get underway, LJ. Yeah, I can't wait either. It's just the most fun time of the year, I think. Constant cricket, amazing. The best players from around the world this year. At least eight Indian players are going to be part of it, which is huge. And, yeah, just can't wait to see it get underway. Yeah, I mean, there are a a lot of fresh names that we've never seen before in action at the WBBL. I mean, we're going to be missing some of of our favourite Kiwis with, you know, the likes of Susie Bates not coming over and some English players that we saw last year. But it's certainly exciting to have some some new faces over playing in the WBBL who I'm sure the fans will love. And one other piece of news we got through last week, LJ, BKT Big Bash Tipping is here. So if you're missing your footy tipping comp or you think you're a bit of a guru in this space, go ahead and sign yourself up for BKT Big Bash Tipping and you could win some epic prizes, including a $10,000 prize for the top tipper this season, which is sounds pretty enticing to me. Absolutely. And the best part is people can create a league with their friends, family, colleagues, gets everyone involved with the WBBL, gets more people watching the matches and super easy to join. People just have to head to tipping.cricket.com.au, sign in with your cricket ID and you're away. Absolutely. Get amongst it. And here is Beamsy with the lowdown on all you need to know about the upcoming WBBL season. And you never know, it could be very handy when you're submitting some of those tips. And welcome back to The Scoop, former Aussie leg spinner and expert commentator, Kristen Beams. We are so pumped that Be- Beamsy is back on deck to help us through what's going to be an epic WBBL season. And Beamsy, you're in Tassie and then heading on the road. So you're going to be able to be our eyes and ears on the ground. Are you, are you pumped for the WBBL to get underway? Guys, great to be back. And I'm so pumped that it's starting off in Hobart and to, to see what's possible after hub life last year. I think this tournament's going to be something special and I cannot wait. Firstly, how good is it just to have cricket back? And did you watch the Australia-India series? And if so, what was the highlight for you? Yeah, it's amazing to to see great cricket being played. And I think it, it led to some pretty good, good cricket, I think, from India-Australia. It just probably, I think there was a few little opportunities from an Indian point of view that could have made it the most amazing cracking series of all time. But that's the excitement that we've got coming for us in the in the WBBL to see some of these Indian players that we've not seen before. Ashfali Verma at the top of that list, uh, Jamima Rodrigues as well. I think that's going to make for a really exciting tournament. Um, so good start to the summer with that series and bring on the WBBL. Great shot, Beamsy. And as we move into WBBL mode, a lot was said over that international series about the benefits that the WBBL has had in preparing those Aussie players for those high-pressure moments. Do you think from your perspective that gives the Aussies a bit of an edge and do you think that helped them across the line? Yeah, I think I think there's definite advantages. I think you look at the, the Australia-India series and you also look at the 100 with a few players that were in action, Sammy Joe Johnson, Rachel Priest, um, Aaron Burns. We've seen a few players through that tournament as well. I think to be playing cricket through a pre-season, the pre-season can be a little bit arduous. 
Um, it can be a little bit long and cold and the rest. So I think play, people that have been off playing cricket, I think that's going to pose some really good opportunities for them to take that momentum into the WBBL. So we've got a, a bit to get through today going through all the squads. So let's crack on and see how all these clubs are tracking for WBBL 07, starting with the Adelaide Strikers. First of all, we have asked you this year to um, give them an off-season ranking for their recruitment. So that's A, B, C or D. Um, how do you rate how the strikers have gone? Yeah, I'm always going to go off script here because then I started thinking about minuses and pluses and I've given the strikers a B <laughs> That's minus love. for that reason. Okay. I, I, I think they've done okay. Um, big loss, Susie Bates, no doubt about that. But I think that Dane Van Niekirk is a massive, massive signing. So I've given them a B minus for that reason because I think with what they've already got and we've seen Tali McGrath be so, so good in the, the recent series – Add in Van Niekirk, pretty good. 100%. Homegrown heroes plus, yeah, Darnay's a match winner. And Beamsy, what do you think is um, Adelaide Strikers, what do you think is their biggest strength as a team? I think they've got great diversity in their bowling attack. When you look at who they've got, Shoot, Brown, McGrath, Van Niekirk, Wellington, they've pretty much got every base covered. So I think they're going to match up really well against most batting lineups in this tournament. And what's one area of improvement you think they could make this season? Um, I think a little bit more runs, especially through their middle order. But I think with Talia McGrath, who we've already mentioned, I think she's going to make a, a really big difference there. But I think if they can make a few more runs, I think they've got the, the bowling attack to defend pretty good totals throughout the tournament. Nice. And there's a couple that could be candidates here, but can you name a single match winner in the Adelaide Strikers team? Everyone will be like, yeah, yeah, go on, Beamsy. But I've gone with Amanda Wellington. <laughs> I think that <laughs> I think she was so, so good in the 100. I loved watching her in that tournament. Um, big turning leggy, I think, is going to be really important. I think she'll start the tournament well down here in, in Hobart. So I'm going with Amanda Jade Wellington. And who do you think is their sneakily underrated player? Well, I've, I've already mentioned her, but Dano Van Niekirk, I, I'm so surprised that it took so long for her to be picked up um, by any of these teams, which makes me think she must be underrated because otherwise she would be a, a certain starter and would have been picked up already. So I think she'll pick up where she left off. I think she was also good in the 100 as well. So she's been playing a lot of cricket, is used to big tournaments, and I think she'll deliver for the strikers. Love it. And Beebsy, in your travels off the field, is there anyone in the Adelaide Strikers that, you know, is just good at bringing the vibe and keeps the morale up? Oh, it'll be Megan Shoot, um, but I'm, I'm really yeah. interested to see whether she's mellowed out. I mean, I like to think maybe I've mellowed out um, with a child. So we'll see how Shooter goes, but I think she'll be the, her usual self and, and be a little bit of a pest yeah. around the group. And I think she'll keep the vibe going for the Strikers. And now moving on to the Brisbane Heat, who are another team with a pretty stable list from last season, just with um, Amelia Kerr not being available this year. How do you rate their off-season moves? I also gave them a B- minus because there wasn't too much to talk about with the consistency of their side. Amelia Kerr, big, big loss. But I think then adding Poonam Yadav into that team is going to be really, really important. And she will be different to, to their lineup. She will bowl slower. Um, than an Amelia Kerr. So I think that actually could be to their advantage. They've already got Jess Jonathan. They've got great spin options as well. So I've given them a B minus, but it's a bit, there's not a whole lot to talk about in terms of their recruitment because they have been so consistent. But I think she definitely gives them a little something, Poonam Yadda. Yeah, for sure. And the Heat have been, they've been a pretty successful team over the last couple of years. What do you reckon is something that they do really well that's contributed to that, that success? Oh, I think that the X Factor players have been so, so important to what they've been able to do. And they've also done things really differently to a lot of other teams. They have promoted their domestic players above international players consistently since this competition started. 
and that's why their domestic batters are so, so good. Laura commenced and Grace Harris. I mean, you, you pick them in your team any day of the week and they've been so good. So I think they've got the ability to just break a lot of games open. And I think that's going to be really important for them again this season. So semi-finalists last year, what do you think is their area for improvement to go a bit better this year? Yeah, I think it's just getting more contributors in and around their group. I, I think that when you've got a consistent group, we saw Georgia Redmayne was very good. Georgia Vol was really good up top as well. So I think if they can bring some of those other players in that sort of sit underneath their top players, I think it's only going to add to what they're going to do. Um, no team wants to be too reliant on a few players. And I think if they can bring a few more along for the ride, I think they're just going to become stronger and stronger. And you mentioned the X Factor players at the Heat, Beamsy. Can you name a single match winner for the Heat? Laura Commence, definitely. I've, I've been on that bandwagon for a really long time. And again, we saw her go to the, the 100. Um, I heard that she absolutely whacked him over there. Um, and she just has that ability. And, and I like that she's in the middle order, that she hasn't been a batter that they've sort of tried to push too far up the, the order. But there'd be nothing worse than getting to the back end of a T20 and she strolls out and has the ability to, <laughs> to get 30 off, yeah. you know, eight balls and 10 balls or whatever it is. So I think she's going to be really, really important if they're going to win a lot of games of cricket in this tournament. And is there someone you think is a bit underrated in that heat lineup? Yeah, I, I think Georgia Presswich is a, is a little bit underrated in this team. Um, she took seven wickets at, at seven, um, sevens last season. Um, but I think she's someone who comes in, she's a bit different. She's got good change-ups and we don't tend to talk about her too much. But again, it just goes to show that the Heat have got really good domestic talent and I think she's developed really nicely and I think she'll be one to watch in, in this iteration of the WBBL. Nice. She's a gun in the field as well. Yeah, so good. Beamsy off the field. I'm not sure if you've spent much time around the Heat camps, but anyone you reckon just keeps the vibe up at the Heat? Well, um, I mean, I don't know if she keeps the vibe up, but she's certainly got a vibe about her, Gracie Harris. I think. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm, is she going to be on the microphone this year? There's so many questions that I've got, but I think she just <laughs> she adds so much character and life to it to a team. I'm sure. I'm sure she'd drive me absolutely mad if she was on my team, um, but I'm sure she brings the vibe to the Heat girls as well. And now moving on to a team you'll be quite familiar with, of course, the Hobart Hurricanes, one of the big movers in the off-season. How do you rate their uh, their moves? Yeah, people again say I'm biased, but I've given them an A+. Um, I think they have recruited... <laughs> I think they have recruited better than anyone else. I think the addition of Mignon Dupreer, I think she is one of the best players that this competition has ever seen. Throw in Molly Strano, the all-time leading wicket taker, and Rachel Treneman. I think there's there's no denying that they've recruited really well, but they also have some concerns as well with Rachel Treneman being injured. So we're not going to see her uh, in this tournament. So from a purely recruitment point of view, you have to give them an A plus. But I think it's going to be all about fitness. I think it's unlikely we'll see Taylor Vlamenic bowl in every game. Um, I'm sure that she'll be managed as well. Maisie Gibson coming back from injury. They've got an outstanding list. I think it's just going to be how much we see these players on the park. And if they can, um, anything's possible when you get an A-plus for recruitment. So with all their recruits, what do you reckon they're going to have to do really well to, to have that success on the field that they've been looking for? Yeah, I think it's about their pace attack. Belinda Vakariwa has been so good uh, since going down to the Hurricanes. And you throw that in with Vlamenic and you think, wow, anything, they can do anything in the power play and they'll be able to blow teams out of the water. But again, it's going to be how often are we going to see that competition in play? Um, if we can get that, then we're going to see really good spin um, in the middle with Strano, 
um, Gibson and young Amy Smith as well. So they've got really good diversity. It's just going to be about what the best balanced bowling lineup is for them, but that is definitely their strength. I know they've talked a bit about how they identified their batting as an area for improvement. Do you think that's something they need to work on and what would it take for that to click? Yeah, I think batting depth is definitely the the key uh, for them. They want to be able to have, every team wants to be able to go hard in the power play. And I think they just were able to go hard in the power play at times, but if that didn't come off for them, it looked like it was hard for them to scrap to really good totals. I think with the addition of Duprea, you add Carey and Stallenberg into that middle order, all of a sudden there's a little bit less pressure um, through that middle part. And I think Nicola Carey is improved so much from a batting point of view that she'll really be able to finish games for the Hurricanes. So with a firepower up top, a little bit more depth with Duprea as well. Um, and Richard Gosh is someone I don't even know what we're going to see, but I think we're going to see some big hitting as well. So they've got a, a, a bit more balance, I think, in that batting. Yeah, it's very exciting stuff happening down at the Hurricanes. And Beamsy, who do you think is going to be a key player that can really get them across the line in some of those tight contests this year? I think it's Vlamenic. I think her ability um, to bowl fast. Um, I think we saw Ishmael bowl incredibly well in the, the last WBBL. And when you've got pure pace and, and we're starting to see some shape on the ball as well, I think, I think it just is so dangerous for for any bowling attack. So hopefully she'll be able to play a, a lot of games. I think she's going to be so critical to to what they're trying to do. And we've talked about some of the big names they've got there, but who's a, a bit of an underrated player that might be important this season? It's Maisie Gibson for me. We didn't see her at all in the last big bash. Um, I think she's a, an outstanding skidding leg spinner. Um, she has the ability to turn it, but she can also bowl stump to stump. So she's coming back from injury. So Hard to know where she's at at this point, but I think with the additions to, to that Hurricanes bowling lineup, um, especially Strano, it means that she can be used more as an attacking weapon. So I think Maisie Gibson will be a player that we want to watch. Nice. And Beamsy, you know all these girls at Hobart de- pretty well. Who's the glue that's going to hold hold the team together? If I didn't say Molly Strano, I think everyone <laughs> would be up in arms. I think for the Hurricanes girls, they are going to um, experience something very special with Molly Strano in their team. So um, I think that that she will be really important to them, both on field and off field. I think she she epitomises the kind of player that you want to play alongside. So I'm really excited to to see her in the purple this year. Now, moving on to the club that Molly left during the offseason, the Melbourne Renegades. They've had a lot of change, seven different players to last season, new coach, new captain. How do you rate their offseason? I've given them a B minus. Um, I think they've got some big losses, but I think with what we've seen in the Australia-India series, I think Harman Pritkor and Rodrigues, it just really excites me. Rodrigues was outstanding in the 100 as well. Uh, she's a great fielder. So I think they're going to be a really good fielding unit as well as having a little bit more depth from a batting point of view. And a new captain with Sophie Molyneux as well. I think she's going to thrive on the responsibility. And I, I wouldn't be surprised to see her really take her game to the next level uh, with captaincy as well. So I think they've had some big loss, but I think they've also had some great gains. And we see Jess Duffin back into this lineup as well. And I think she was potentially the player of the tournament the last time um, that she was playing WBBL cricket. So I've given them a B minus. Nice one. And with the new sort of blend of players at the Renegades, what do you reckon is going to end up being something that they do really well down down in Melbourne? Oh, I still think that they've got the best spinners um, in terms of Georgia Wareham and Sophie Molyneux. And I think to be able to have, and we've got Ella Haywood, a young spinner in there as well. So I think to to have the the spin really be the core of what they are about from a bowling point of view, I think they can build a, a game around that. Um, so I think spin's going to be really key for them. And then I think what we'll see from the the Indian batters, uh, a little bit of flair and playing differently, I think that'll complement uh, the Renegades batting lineup really well. 
So they finished seventh on the table last season, obviously had a lot of injuries in there too. What do you see them needing to improve to move up the table this year? I think it's got to just to be all about the change that they've had. I think sometimes you can really dwell on the performances of your previous um, tournament, but I look at them and say, look, they're actually a really different team. So I think it's actually about starting afresh. You've got a new skipper and a new coach as well. So I think it's about not looking back and just looking forward to the, the sort of brand of cricket that they want to play. So I think definitely the spin is a part of that and see what these Indian batters can can do and to build in and around what they've got. But, you know, Jess Duffin's the one for me. I think she's going to really hold them together in the middle. Nice one. And in those high-pressure moments, who do you reckon the player is that's going to really step up for the Renegades? I think it's Georgia Wareham, but I don't think it's just from a, a bowling point of view. I think she's been used from an Australian point of view at the back end to, and she knows how to find the boundary. So I think they've got a really good mix in that team. But, you know, I think she could bat anywhere in their lineup. So... I think that she'll play a role for them in winning games, both with bat and ball, which is really exciting for them. Um, as, as we've seen in other tournaments, she's been probably just a bowler and a, a little bit of a batter. I think she's a genuine all-rounder uh, for WBBL 07. And looking across that list, who do you think might be a little bit underrated? I think it's Carly Leeson. Um, she took 11 wickets um, last time around um, at an economy of seven, but she also had a strike rate of 114. So again, she was just able to play a role and at times she she had to come out um, and bowl and bat in really difficult situations when they were under the pump. So with a little bit more uh, depth into that team, I think it'll allow her to flourish a little bit more. So I'd be really interested to see what kind of role that Carly Leeson plays this year for the Renegades. And we know there's no Molly Strano this year, but there's still plenty of personalities at the Renegades. Who's who's the fun one? Who's going to keep, keep everything uh, light and fun for the Renegades this year? Well, I think it's going to be the skipper, and I think that's going to be great for, for their group. I think Sophie Molyneux. Uh, very good friends with Molly Strano. So I'm, I'm sure that um, she'll bring that and I think she'll be a, a really good leader. And I think she'll have that really nice balance of, of being able to have fun and away from the, the pitch, but also be able to bring that nice intensity when she's there. So I think Sophie Molyneux is going to be the one for me this year. Absolutely. And looking at the Melbourne Stars, last year's runners-up in the tournament, another team with a lot of changes. How do you rate where they're sitting? Yeah, this is a heavy heart, but I've given them a C+, plus, um, <laughs> which really hurts me. But the reason that I've had to give them a C plus is that I, I absolutely do not think that you can replace Catherine Brunt, Natalie Siva and Mignon Dupria. So I think even if they'd have had the most amazing signings of all time, we'd still be sitting here and saying, Wow, Brunt, Siva, Dupree are big losses. So, um, you know, I think that's going to be probably a, something for them. I think they've talked about already that they've got opportunity into some of their younger players. Um, but unfortunately, from a re- recruitment point of view, you would have loved to hang on to those three players. So I must admit, I was, I was very sad when, when those three players I knew weren't coming back to, to the Stars this season. And the Stars were absolutely humming last year. Like some of the cricket they played was just incredible to watch. What do you think is going to be the biggest strength that they can carry on from last season into this season? It's the Villani lanning duo. I think they're great mates away um, from the pitch, but, but what they bring together, I think they complement each other really nicely and allow each other to play their natural game. So I think they're going to have to start really well in games, but I think they can set the tone. And when those two batters are going really well, I think they can win back games of cricket off the back of that. Um, and it just gives a whole lot of structure to the rest of their batting lineup. Um, and they're both great leaders um, and both have captained this, this team as well. So I think the com- their combination um, from a batting and also out in the field will be really important for the Stars. 
And as you touched on, they've lost some huge names from this side. So where will they need to find some improvement to go well this season? Yeah, I think it's going to be in the spin department. They also lost Alana King. I think having a leg spinner is a, a real advantage in T20 cricket. But we saw the emergence of, of someone like Sophie Day. Um, left arm orthodoxy is very, very important in this tournament. Everybody wants one. Um, and I think she's been, her improvement's been very, very good. Erin Osborne's been good for a long time. So I think it's going to be what they can do from a spin point of view. Um, they need to try and find some really good spin overs to complement what they've got from a pace bowling point of view. Annabelle Sutherland, I think, will step up um, from that point of view, from a pace point of view. But I think it'll be the spin that's going to be the area probably where they need to find a, a little bit more with the loss of King. And potentially another obvious one here, Beamsy, but can you pick a match winner for the Melbourne Stars this year? Uh, this was also hard because you pick it. I'm trying to pick between two of my great mates, but I've, I've gone with Meg Lanning. Uh, sorry, Junior. Um, but I think uh, the reason that I'm going with Meg Lanning is that I don't think she's made as many runs as she would have liked in the Australia-India series. Mm, and I think that yeah. just means watch out bowlers in the WBBL. <laughs> um, she's not one of those players who has a doesn't make as many runs as she would like and then carries that forward. She's the person that actually draws a line in the sand and says, okay, I'm going to start taking people down. So I think Meg Lanning will be really important for the Stars. Yeah, I think especially after that hit wicket in the last T20, she's going to be (laughs) determined to take down some bowling attacks. And looking at that lineup, who is a little bit underrated? Who might step up this year? Uh, It's Kim Garth for me. I think um, she's probably not a name that that everyone will know. I think the Irish international has been living in Melbourne Uh, for a while now and um, she's actually as an international rookie was bowling a super over for the Sixers so we're we're talking about a a player who knows how to to play in the big moments she was very good domestically for Victoria last year and I think she just bowls really good lengths Um, she's got some good change-ups and I think she really gives that Stars bowling unit um, something that they really need Um, so she'll be the consistent one I think Osborne um, as well as Garth will be really important from a consistency point of view and then hopefully Sutherland with some raw pace uh, will be important as well. And they're a fun crew down at the Stars. Who's the who's the one um, keeping the vibe up down there? Yeah, well, I love everyone, so that's that's obviously hard for me to find one person. But <laughs> obviously, I've, I've gone with my little mate Nikki Fulton. Um, she yeah. is somebody who just always has that positive energy, whether you're on field or off. She's always looking for a bit of fun. Um, great around the group, sort of connects everyone. So she's really the glue that holds that team together, and she's developing into a really nice leader. So. Um, if I was hanging out around the WBBO, I'd want to be hanging out with Nikki Fulton. She does seem like a lot of fun. And now moving on to Perth Scorchers, semi-finalists from last season, made a couple of big changes to their side. How do you rate where they're at? Yeah, I've given them an A. I mean, they don't have as much change as we've seen other teams, but I think when you, as soon as you use the words Marazan Cap, I think you have to give them an A. I think that's a massive, massive signing for them and it really complements the big name players that they've already got in Sophie Devine and Beth Mooney. So they can't go without an A-plus because I think they are one of the strongest lineups in the competition this year. And looking at that top order, it's going to be pretty impressive to see what they can do. What do you think is going to be the biggest strength for the Scorchers this year? I think batters who can go big. I think it's not just about being able to put on big totals, but when we're talking about batters who can make big hundreds, and I think when you think about T20 players who can make big hundreds, you do straight away think about Beth Mooney and Sophie Devine. So I think they could really set the marker in this competition for highest individual totals, as well as what they can do from a a batting lineup point of view. So you don't have to worry too much as a bowler. It'd be a really fun team to be a bowler in, I reckon. Um, Hopefully there'd be some big totals and, you know, you can go at your economy of nine and, and still be having a good day. So I think it's going to be those guys. 
So we, we saw them stumble at the sort of fight, second last hurdle last year, not quite make a final. What needs to improve for them to make that extra step? I think it's going to be just that batting depth in the middle to lower order to complement what they've got up top. I think when people talk about T20 batters, I think you, you're meant to come off about once in every three is, is probably pretty good from a batting point of view. So um, you're going to have to expect that at some point Mooney and Devine aren't going to be able to make some runs. So thinking about that middle to lower order is going to be really important, but knowing that they might be able to have to do the job with not much time um, out in the middle. And, th- and that is a big challenge when you've got really premier batters in your group is that those opportunities are few and far between. But I think if people can step up and take those opportunities in the middle to lower order, I think that's going to be really important for the Scorchers' success. And there's a few in there, Beamsy, but can you single out a, a match winner for the Scorchers this year? Yeah, I've had to go with a player I would say is the player I hated bowling to the most um, in <laughs> in all forms of cricket, Sophie Devine. I think no one wants to bowl wow. to her. I think she has the ability now to, to not only hit you for six, but I think she can build really long innings um, and work her way into the contest. And we've seen her do that um, in recent New Zealand series. So I still think she's so important. She's a great all-rounder, great leader. I think she she sort of ticks every box. And, you know, if you're going to moneyball your team, you, you'd absolutely have her as your first pick. And um, big names aside, who do you think is a little bit underrated in this group? Uh, Tanil Pichel, um, I thought was very, very good last year. 13 wickets at 6.13 to, to bowl so many overs in the power play and to bowl the important overs. Um, to go at 6.13 is incredible, but to also so take wickets. So, I think she's really important. She complements Sophie Devine really well um, and how they use um, her throughout their bowling innings, I think will be really important. So now with the addition of Alana King, I think they've got some more options and how they move their bowlers around a little bit more. So I think she's going to be really important for them again. And the Scorchers are always a happy, smiling group. Who's keeping the morale up over there, do you reckon? Well, I think Alana King's a, a pretty interesting um, yeah. cat to, to add into that team. I think we've seen some some hairstyles. I've seen sunglasses in the dark. I've seen a lot of things from Alana King um, over my career playing alongside of her. So I'm sure that she'll be looking to bring the energy um, and trying to make the most of her opportunities at a new club this year. Absolutely. And now the Sydney Sixers, they've missed finals the last two years. Probably a surprise to a lot of people with the list they had. They've made some big changes. How do you think they're, they're looking? Um, I've given them an A++. Um, so they, I think they... <laughs> I think they've done really well. I think they already had a, a great lineup and I think without any of the players they've recruited, I think they have one of the strongest lineups um, going around. But I think Maitland Brown is going to be really important um, for the Sydney Sixers as an addition. Um, and Shafali Verma, I think when you think about what is possible for her, their biggest headache, headache is going to be actually working out what their batting lineup is um, because I think they've recruited so well. Um, so all the additions in there, they they look like they are the team to beat on paper. There's no doubt about that. So I'm excited to see what they can do and, and how they put it all together because they've got so many big name players. Yeah, it's going to be very, very intriguing to watch. And Beamsy, what do you reckon the Sixers are going to have to really get right this year to have have some success again? Yeah, I think it's their power game is is going to be their strength, but I think it's their ability if they don't get off to the start, they want players being able to come in and, and play their role um, I think there's, that's going to be really important for them. Uh, you don't want to have pressure on your top order to, to stay in and, and be able to do the job. And I think they've now got a lineup that's, that's really long um, from a batting point of view. So I think it allows Verma and Healy to just go for their life, knowing that you've then got Gardner and then, you know, you've still got Perry, Burns in the middle. I think they've just got so many options. And I think that depth is, is going to be the difference 
Um, and from a bowler point of view, you couldn't think of anything worse. You've probably taken three wickets and then Elise Perry is potentially going to walk out or Aaron Burns. Like, what a nightmare. Um, so the Sydney Six is going to be pretty tough to beat. Yeah, is that their area for improvement, that batting lineup, or is there something else you you think they need to work on? Yeah, I think it's just more contributors because I think when you look at their what they've got from a bowling point of view, they're definitely going to have some additions in terms of Maitland Brown, and I think Stella Campbell is going to be better for the experience that she's had in this series. So I think their their bowling lineup is very good. They've got so many really good options, even though they've lost Marizan Cap. So I think it's just going to be some more contributors. Similar to the Scorchers, when it's not their day, um, the ability to have contributors in the middle um, is going to be really important. Um, and on the days that they're not needed, then I think sky's the limit in terms of how many runs the Sixers might be able to post in in any one game. And who's a player, Beamsy, that you reckon is going to be able to consistently step up in the big moments when the Sixers need them? I think it's going to be Verma. I, I think there's there's been lots of talk um, and about the battles and, you know, the pace bowlers going after. I absolutely love the Catherine Brunt, Shafali Verma contest um, <laughs> in their series as well. But I, I reckon with 14 games of cricket um, in a big tournament, I think Shafali Verma is going to be able to get really get some consistency into what she's trying to do. I think our pitches really suit her. So I think if there's some flat, hard wickets, I think she's going to be hard to stop. And obviously no shortage of big names in this team, but who's a little bit underrated? Oh, I think Erin Burns, and I think she's nearly underrated every year. I think she's so important um, because she mm-hmm. just has every option covered. You'd pick her in your team just as a fielder, let alone the fact that she can bat and bowl. So I think she'll be the person that really can step up when it's not their day and play any role. Um, so I think from a for a captain to have someone like Erin Burns that you can put up the order if you need to. She could bowl in the power play at the back end and she can field in the critical positions when the the game is on the line. I think to be able to do all of those things make you really important, but she's generally not the person that, that teams are talking about when they're talking about the Sydney Sixers. And Beamsy, all good teams need to gel off the field. Who do you reckon's making that happen at the Sydney Sixers this year? Oh, it'll be Elisa Healy. There's no doubt about that. Um, I think she... She loves the Sixers so much and she's just the sort of person that you really want to follow. She's good fun. She loves winning. Um, so I think she will really sort of connect that group really well. Um, and and she, I think she's really good at connecting with all different types of people. So even with their new players coming in, I'm sure they already feel like Midge is their best mate, um, which I think is really cool. And last but not least, the Sydney Thunder, the rating champions, some pretty big changes there too. How do you rate their their squad um I've had to give them a b minus and I was debating on whether it be a b minus minus but then I was like I'm not sure I'm allowed to do that um because they've got some okay I'm gonna go with a b minus minus then um I think that (laughs) I think they've had some big losses and I think that there's no bigger loss to the Sydney Thunder than than Heather Knight she was so good for them um in the last WBBL as well as losing Ishmael so I think to lose your premier batter and your your number one pace bowler I think that's that's going to be really telling for them but they have managed to secure the services of Smithy Mandana um, as well as Deepi Sharma. So I think that that's going to be important for them. So they, they, they've kept hold of their B because I think that's going to be um, very important um, with both of those players. But um, Mandana probably hasn't made as many runs as she would like to in this competition, but I think she's coming off the back of red hot form um, in the Australia v India series. So um, I'm excited to, to see what, what she can do. And I think Sammy Jo Johnson, um, off the back of the hundred is going to be pretty important for them as well. So they keep their B status for that reason. Nice. And the Sydney Thunder, they kind of just kept getting better last year. What do you reckon is going to be their biggest strength as they look to go back to back? Yeah, I think they just have so many people contribute. They they are, you know, people weren't really talking about them 
um, mm. last tournament, but they just seem to get the job done. They find a way to get it done. Even if they got, didn't get off to a great start, someone in the middle order would find something. So I think what they've done really well is be able to have all of those contributors across the board. So it's just about being able to do that again this season, but hopefully with then some X-Factor players like Mandana as well. So I think they'll be able to play two different styles um, this year, which I think will be really important. And you touched on the fact that they've lost some key performers from last season. What needs to improve for them to try and defend that title? Yeah, I think no, Heather Knight. So what they're going to do to find a way around that is going to be really important. So what does the makeup of that batting lineup look like? Um, I still think Sammy Joe Johnson can play a really important batting role for them um, and finding the best spot for Deepthi Sharma as well. So I think what we see from their batting lineup is is going to be really telling because I think how they make that work with some young guns like Litchfield. So I think the balance of their batting lineup is probably the area of improvement just simply based on the loss of Heather Knight. And is there a single player, Beamsy, that you can single out as a real match winner in the Sydney, lineup, Sydney Thunder lineup? Yeah, I'm a big fan of hers, but I'm going with Sammy Joe Johnson. Um, I think yeah, she. We love Sammy Joe. I just love Sammy Joe. Um, I really wish I'd have got to play cricket with Sammy Joe. So I'm actually a bit devastated yeah. that that never happened um, <laughs> because I think she's just such a great competitor um, and she can play any role. And to see the evolution of a player from, you know, the first time she played a big bash game to now, I think she's so important to any WBBL team. So she was very good in the 100, great change ups from a bowling point of view, and then just hits a long ball. So she's the sort of person you don't want to play against. Um, so I think she is going to be really key for the Sydney Thunder. Absolutely. And who is a little bit underrated in this lineup? Uh, I think I, I might have even said the same thing last year, so I'm, I'm probably just, <laughs> you know, stealing my own words. But Lauren Smith for me yeah. is really underrated. Um, eight wickets at sevens uh, for an off spinner is very, very good uh, in this competition. She's also a really good fielder. So I think she will be somebody who is going to need to step up in this lineup if they're going to have the, the same number of success. So. I'm expecting more than eight wickets um, at a similar economy this year. And there are a lot of young'uns at the Sydney Thunder. They were having a lot of fun in the hub last year, doing all, <laughs> all sorts of stuff. And we've seen on TikTok, Lauren Smith in particular, looks like she's been managing to have fun in quarantine. Who do you reckon is going to be really keeping the vibe up at the Thunder this year? I actually reckon it's Sammy Joe and the kids. And, you know, maybe that's that, yeah. could, be, that, <laughs> that could be their band name, maybe, Sammy Joe and the kids. But... <laughs> I like it. <laughs> from all reports, she's a ripper around their group and, and so good with their younger players as well. And I think she's just the kind of player that everyone loves to play alongside. So I think she'll keep them all together. They've got really good diversity in that team from, from ages to experience um, and they are a pretty young group. So uh, I think Sammy Joe will, will keep the vibe going at the Thunder. Amazing. And just finally, as you would be aware, it's now the Weber WBBL, bit of a, a change for the competition name this year. And so each week we are asking our guests to um, for our What's Cooking segment with Weber Barbecues to tell us their three dream barbecue guests. So we might just put you on the spot and find out who those dream guests might Ooh. be. <laughs> anyone. It can be absolutely anyone. Do they, do they have to be – are they a cricketer? or no, are they anyone. Just, they don't even have to be alive. Yeah, absolutely anyone. Just three people you want to come over to your place and cook some snags on Weber Barbecue with you. <laughs> Oh, that that's such a great question, uh, and you have put me on the you have put you've put me on the spot. Yeah. But I think well, I I tell you what, I tell you what I've given an absolute pump up. So I'm and I actually did have her over for dinner last week. But I'm going to invite Sammy Jo Johnson over. Hell yeah, um, she probably she probably cooked the barbecue yeah, for she me. Would. If I'm being completely honest, yeah. I, I think she would be. Yeah, she would be okay with that. 
So I'm going to invite Sammy Joe Johnson. Yeah. I'm going to invite um, Bono, the lead nice. singer of U2, nice. um, on my list. And my favourite comedian, which is Amy Schumer. How so good. I nice. reckon we'd. I reckon we'd have a pretty good laugh. That'd be, um, over that'd a, be a great crew. That'd be an absolutely great crew to make it happen. You put me on the pump now because <laughs> I'm going I'm to think about it later and be like, oh, I should have said whatever, but, you know. I'm, we can take later submissions. But I'm going with those three. <laughs> nah, lock it in. Beamsy, <laughs> it was so great to have you back on The Scoop and we're so excited to have you have you join us throughout the season. It's going to be an absolute riffer. Great. Thanks for having me, guys. Australia are away. Sit back and enjoy the stroke play of Meg Lanning. This is excellent batting by Ash Gardner. Johnson strikes again. She's on a hat-trick. She comes at Molyneux. Catch is taken by Perry. The Australian women's cricket team win their fifth T20 World Cup title in front of a magical crowd at the MCG. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.